Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And two weeks in a row, we're going to say this, Andy. The Jets have won. And the same story both weeks. They were up 20-3, to faltered a bit, gave the opposing team some real hope that they have a shot to win. And then in the end, they held on. 23-16, to the final score this week. Last week, it was 23-20. So very similar stories all the way around. This was the final game at MetLife Stadium for the season. And so now the Jets move to 2-13. and There were rumors about Adam Gase, which we will address in a little bit. But Andy, this had to be an interesting day for you. No fans, but still, for the first time this season, you saw the Jets win a game at home at MetLife Stadium. Yeah, first time in more than a year I've actually seen this team win with my own two eyes. So (laughs) Actually, that's not true, I guess. I saw them in Buffalo last year, week 17. So two days short of a year. That was on December 29th, I believe. But... um, yeah, it, it's weird. It's been a long time. Um, it's weird to see them win a game where I think the, their fate was already determined with the number one pick after last week. So I, it didn't really change that much in my mind. But yeah, it, it hurt them in, in that regard that that's off the table. But I wrote about this. I, it could be worse if the Jets had won one of those games against the Patriots, one of those games uh, against the Raiders, and they've got three wins right now. And you're talking about having the number three pick and 
and if they have four wins, maybe even lower than that. So you'll take uh, you'll take the number two pick. I think you know the Jaguars have a pretty decent argument for being the worst team in football at this point. The only team to lose fourteen games in a row. Um, they haven't been in as many close games as the Jets, so it might be just time to accept that. As much as it's been impossible to watch this team and as bad as they've been for so many weeks this year, that they may not be the worst team in football this this week this year. And even though it sucks to be that close to seeing Trevor Lawrence in a Jets uniform and not get it, uh, having the number two pick is not an overall bad situation to be in. And and the Jets, as we saw today, there are some things that bode well for the future of this team. Um, for me, in my eyes, most of them are not happening with the quarterback or the head coach. I mean, none of them are happening with the head coach, and very few of them are happening with the quarterback. So, But there's still things that, that show you this team can build and, and get back to being some sort of competitive team with the right coach and, and the right moves going into next year. So that's all good, but in the big scheme of things, I don't think much changes. Sam Darnold isn't showing you that he's the man Adam Gase certainly it's too late for him to show that and um, we're one game closer to the end of the season it ends a week from today in New England so uh, that's really where we are (laughs) well put by the way one thing that didn't really get addressed by a lot of people today that I thought was worth mentioning is that had the Jets stay tied with the Jaguars, they would have still gotten the number one pick in rounds two, four, and six because that's how the tiebreaker works. You alternate rounds. So they would have had the number one pick to start day two and day three, which is actually a pretty valuable commodity. But by way of the win today against the Browns, that's gone unless the Jets were to lose next week to New England and the Jaguars were to win against the Colts. That seems like a pretty unlikely scenario now. So looks like it's set in stone now. The Jets are going to pick second in every round that they have their own pick. The Jaguars will pick first. We'll get to the Adam Gase rumors a little bit later, but let's start with Sam Darnold. As you mentioned, Andy, there were a lot of people that were talking about how much better Sam Darnold was playing. And granted, he didn't throw a bunch of interceptions, but still, there was that moment where he got a lucky break. I thought it was actually a fumble. They called it an incomplete pass where he got stripped. There were several times where the ball should have been picked off. There was one that likely would have been a pick six if the defender would have held on to it. You also had a couple of times where he took bad sacks. So he had some really bad moments in this game. I know that he didn't look as poor as he did in previous games where he was a turnover machine, but still 16 of 32, 175 yards and two touchdowns. And let's remember that the big throw there, the touchdown to Crowder was on a busted coverage. So Again, not offensive if you look at the box score, but not anything that was overly impressive. Unintentionally hilarious moment from the broadcast. Trent Green, who all due respect to him, I liked him as a quarterback, not so good as a color commentator, said, you have to hand it to Sam Darnold. Very efficient passing the ball today. He's completed about 50% of his passes, but hey, he hasn't made any big mistakes. Not sure that's the ringing endorsement that Trent Green meant it to be. Beyond Darnold, though, most impressive player on offense today, no question about it, Jamison Crowder. Seven catches for 92 yards and a touchdown, and he threw one, too. Andy, I would say that this was probably the best throw of the day, and it came from the Jets' top wide receiver, Crowder able to hit Braxton Berrios on a touchdown throw on a weird trick play. So that was something to watch. Christopher Herndon gets his first touchdown from Sam Darnold this season. It was his second on the year, but it was the first one he caught from Darnold for the 
the second straight week, he started to look a little bit better. Four catches, 34 yards. Nothing special, but considering the way his season had gone, it's something. Braxton Berrios, like I said, had that touchdown from Crowder. Otherwise, three catches, 60 yards. Nothing much going on elsewhere. Denzel Mims did break open down the field late in the game, but Sam Darnold missed him on what would have been a touchdown. Denzel Mims, zero catches, so nothing going in the wide receiver core really outside of Crowder and a little bit from Berrios and Herndon. Rushing the ball, it was more of the Frank Gore show, some gritty yardage, but again, 3.4 yards per carry on 14 carries. LaMichael P. Ryan, 9 carries, 30 yards, not all that impressive. Sam Darnold had a couple of decent runs, and really, if you get back to Darnold, Andy, and we'll get to the defense in a second, it really felt like what they've been trying to do with him for the last couple of weeks has been morph him into a poor man's more athletic version of Alex Smith and as I said there were a couple of opportunities for him to turn the ball over he got lucky in that regard but it seems like it's mostly just short check down passes and little dink and dunks and they're trying to do that because it appears they're afraid of him making the big mistake yeah it wasn't his numbers weren't great last week and this game was a clear step back from that so I'm not gonna you saw nothing that would convince you that anything of anything different than you've seen the last, you know, 32 games of his career. So um, it's, it's all the same stuff. If if you believe that Sam Darnold is going to be a good quarterback, there's only one way that that's going to happen. And it's going to be, if he's in a different offense, that, that is the only like conceivable way at this point that you could see Sam Donald being a good quarterback. You, you would have to make the argument that Adam's Gaze, Adam Gaze's offense was so wrong for him that the things they were trying to do for him were, weren't only not good, but like the wrong things to do for him that are actively hurting him. And that with a new coach and a new mindset in terms of offensive philosophies and playing to his strengths and building offense around that, that, that a new coach can get the most out of him because any other argument at this point, he is, he has shown nothing. He's, sh- he's not showing progress in this offense. He is not making the plays, even in these last two games, he's not the reason they won the game. And he didn't make plays down the stretch that helped them hold on. Like maybe last week against the Rams, you could say that pass to Frank Gore was a nice recognition to get that off quickly, but there's nothing he's like doing out there that, that, that are winning plays. So it's a, this should be a very simple deal for the Jets. If, if whatever the quarterback is available at number two, if they believe that one of them has a brighter future than Sam Donald, they need to make the pick because of the contract situation and a million other reasons. You're, you're getting a quarterback with less scar tissue, a quarterback with more potential, and a quarterback who's going to be on a better contract for the next four years. Whereas if you go run it back with Donald for a year, you're, you're passing on the chance to trade him. Potentially, you don't know what that's going to be, but let's say that could be a second-round pick. So you could be passing on that potential. You, uh, you bring back a guy who's going to be learning his third offense in, in four years and who has some confidence issues and, and a guy who is going to have an uphill battle with a lot of the fans because he hasn't been what he was supposed to be. So I understand if you look at it, 
it could be a tricky decision just because when you look at quarterbacks and there's no guarantee you're going to hit on one, even if you like them, but they haven't hit on Darnold and holding on to him for another year isn't going to change that. So it makes sense to, to draft a new quarterback. Nothing that he has done in the last couple of games has changed that. Nothing he will do next week against New England will change that. I don't care if he throws for 10 touchdowns. Doesn't change it. So um, that's how I feel about that situation. And uh, that's the smartest way to do this for the Jets. One other note on Gore changing subjects drastically. He got to exactly 16,000 yards today uh, and then left with, with an injury. So that's interesting, but that was the milestone a lot of people have been looking forward to with Gore. 16,000 yards reaches uh, a number that only Walter Payton and Emmett Smith have reached before. Obviously, it took Frank Gore a lot longer to get there, but that is impressive in its own right, and, and I think one day we'll have a spot in the Hall of Fame. So kind of cool, kind of weird that it happened in front of zero people, but kind of cool to be able to see something that's only happened twice in NFL history before today at MetLife Stadium. On the subject of injuries, Andy, if you've been hurt due to someone else's negligence, it can be a life-changing event. And when that happens, you want a strong legal team fighting for you to make sure you receive full compensation for your injuries. You want to be able to call your legal team whenever you want. You don't want your file to be on a shelf with hundreds of others. And you don't want your lawyers to be afraid to go to court. Here's what you do want. The legal team at Faruqi and Faruqi. They give every client their personal cell phone number to call 24-7. They limit the number of clients they represent at one time so they can give everybody due personal attention. And they've got a long track record of taking on insurance companies, corporations, and the government in court. Best of all, though, a long track record of winning. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Learn more about them at nylegalteam.com. That's nylegalteam.com. And since we were talking about Frank Gore, let's get an update on that. What's happening with him and anybody else that got injured in this game? Yeah, so uh, the, the biggest injuries are the most noticeable ones I saw. P. Ryan did seem to be limping at one point I, I'm not sure if he came back into the game late but he seemed to be okay Gore left the game early in the fourth quarter with what was later classified as a, as a chest injury it happened on that last carry um, he went back into the locker room I saw him he tried to go into injury temp but another player was in there I'll get back to that in a second and then he went down a different tunnel with his helmet and a trainer came out of a different tunnel and then went back in and, and didn't play again. So it's hard to know how serious that injury is. Denzel Mims left and spent a while in the, uh, in the training, the blue thing, the blue tent. And that's why Gore had to go back into the locker room because there wasn't a spot for him in the tent. But Mims ended up, I'm not sure what he was dealing with. He ended up coming back into the game and, and finishing it. So he seems to be fine. Um, and, Franklin Myers, John Franklin Myers got hurt and left the game. I don't think he returned, but again, I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, check back tomorrow. Gase is pretty after the games. He doesn't really give us much of an update anyway, but check back tomorrow. We'll know a little bit more about who's hurt and, and if it could be long term. On the subject of John Franklin Myers, Andy, the defense played pretty well, especially the pass rush. Who knew they had it in them? Quite a few sacks today. Now, in fairness, the Browns had a lot of problems. Their top four wide receivers were all ruled out yesterday due to close contacts and involving the protocol with coronavirus. So they had to call up 
receivers from the practice squad at the last second who Baker Mayfield has probably not practiced with all year. He may not even know their names, to be quite honest, before today at least. And then you talk about the offensive line. Two-fifths of that line was out. Wyatt Teller, one of the best guards in the league, did not play. And neither did Jedrick Wills, the standout rookie tackle from Alabama. So they were shorthanded. But Baker Mayfield didn't play well regardless. I'll chalk up some of that to the fact that he wasn't in sync with his wide receivers and that he didn't have his full offensive line, which is one of the best offensive lines in the league right now. However, there were a lot of times where he just made bad throws. There were a couple that bounced in front of wide receivers. So he didn't have a very good day. The Jets pass rush, though, like I said, did not believe that they could do this, but they had quite a few pressures and sacks on this day. Terrell Basham, Frankie Louvu, John Franklin Myers, Nathan Shepard, in fact, Terrell Basham knocked the ball loose from Baker Mayfield and caused the fumble. We saw another nice game in the secondary from Bryce Hall. Marcus May continues to wrap up what became a pretty good second half of the season after struggling a little bit at strong safety early on. He was just recently named team MVP. So overall, a very impressive performance for the defense. Although, as I said, Cleveland, very, very shorthanded. So you have to keep that in mind when you talk about this. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought for sure the defense once again had a nice game. What stuck out to me more than anything is that I, I like a little bit what Cleveland did. I thought at, at first it might have caught the Jets off off balance is by continuing to throw the ball despite their situation, but they were never able to establish the run game. Only 45 yards rushing, and this is a Cleveland team that is one of the best running teams in the league, and I think that speaks to the Jets' game plan is that they never let them get into easy runs and still found a way to put uh, pressure on the quarterback. So it's it's pretty impressive when you consider that, A, how bad this Jets team looked two weeks ago after making the change at defensive coordinator. Uh, Frank Bush has definitely come in and, and pushed the right buttons against two playoff-caliber offenses the last two weeks. Um, and then – yeah, for them to have that much success against the Browns on the ground uh, and to do it without Quinn and Williams, that's that's impressive to me. And, and I think it was a big part of it because they were able to get to the quarterback and keep them off balance. Uh, they weren't in a bunch of, of great running situations. So, um, yeah, definitely an interesting day for the defense. Shepard had two sacks. Uh, Basham had two forced fumbles. Um, and, and, you know, one of them was on the, the play that sealed the game. So definitely a, a good day for the defense. And, you know, it, it does say something um, that they're still playing this hard, which is it, – it's interesting to me. I don't think it changes anything, but it, it is interesting, and I think it's a promising sign, not for some of the reasons – that you kind of think of with teams winning at this time of year. But, but, um, cause I think generally that, that the result means nothing, but the fact that they're playing hard and with purpose, even after getting a win, I think is something that, that overall is a positive trend that, that fans should be happy about if they can take a bigger picture view of this. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, going into today's game, there was a report from Jason LaConfora of CBS Sports that if the Jets were to lose, that Adam Gase could be shown the door. And to be honest, I thought that was weird because after they had that big win against the Rams, why you'd all of a sudden choose to do it now? Not that I would be complaining or anybody else would, but now with the Jets getting these big upsets the last two weeks over teams like the LA Rams and the Cleveland Browns, who have a really good chance to make the playoffs, now they've boxed themselves into a spot where there's no way that they can fire Gase until the end of the season. Again, I understand that fans wouldn't complain if they did, but it would just look weird if they were to fire this guy after coaching the team to two straight wins over teams that were big favorites over them. One thing that's interesting about that report is that it 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 might have made sense for the Jets to actually make the, the move now because the NFL within the past week has changed its rules about coaching searches and it allows teams before the playoffs to now interview other candidates that might be on other teams currently if they get permission. So theoretically, the Jets could be at a disadvantage right now if they're pursuing a team, uh, a candidate on another team who might be going to the playoffs. And that's why I think it, it could happen. And if that's where the Jets are going with this, either way, like they should just make the move now so they that they don't have some sort of disadvantage. And I think they could, from a PR standpoint, it wouldn't be a problem explaining. It shouldn't, the, the, big, the basic point is like, who cares if they won or lost today? It doesn't change anything other than what we talk about with the draft pick. It doesn't change the, the job that Adam Gase has done. Like if they need to make a move now because it gives them an extra week to do what they have to do, 
um, they should make it no matter how it looks, the timing, whatever, because the situation is a little bit different than it was, uh, you know, at the beginning of December when that rule wasn't something that we knew about. So um, that's definitely interesting. And then um, one one of the things that obviously is coming up with Gase now is uh, he seems to know that it's over, although he was asked about it after the game and, and wouldn't get into it. But Terrell Basham was asked about Gase and when I say he went to bat for Gase, he went to bat like an, almost like to an unreasonable amount, like way more than he had to go to to bat for him. And, and I, I just want to make a point here about Gase that I'm sure some fans won't like. That's fine. I don't care. But um, the whole like book on Gase is that he's not a good leader. He's not a liked, a well-liked coach. And you had a guy from the defense going out of his way to say he likes Adam Gates, he likes playing for him, he he believes in him, respects him, all of that. And and that is generally the feeling in the locker room, and I think you've seen it. Those guys are playing hard, and if that wasn't the feel of the locker room in general, that it wouldn't be like this. Now, that doesn't change the fact that he needs to be fired immediately and probably should have already been fired because he is not a good coach. Everything he's done in terms of tactically with the offense. It, it's, it's awful. It's bad, but I think the whole book on Gase as being a guy who's, who can't motivate a team, can't build a culture because people get upset at him. Like, I think that stuff has been overblown the entire time. He's a bad coach because, and he runs into problems with players because players who have seen it done other ways in other places know he's not, getting it right. And that's, I think, where you run into guys with Le'Veon Bell being mad at him because they don't think they're being used the way they should be. It's not because players don't believe in Gase or like him. It's it's just because, as a leader, they don't believe in him tactically, which is just it, which is an even bigger problem. Imagine being able to inspire a team to play this hard and you, you still can't and like you, even though you failed them terribly because you can't set up an offense correctly I mean that that illustrates the bigger problem that's why the Jets should not consider keeping Adam Gase no matter what happens in these final three games it shouldn't even be a discussion they need to move on from him but it's just interesting that one of these perceptions about Gase and why he's not good at his job probably there's a lot of evidence at this point that that's not true but it doesn't mean he's a good coach it just means that he's very bad at creating a a public image for himself and um, he's very bad at, at drawing up plays offensively because this team is the worst offensive team in the league and has been for his entire time here. Speaking of Gase, he was one of the people that spoke after the game. You touched on what Terrell Basham had to say. What did Gase himself have to say and what did the other members of the team tell you guys? Uh, Gase basically isn't going there with the whole um, – his job security questions. He just basically says, I can't control that. It's not up to me. I'm not thinking about it. I I don't believe that. I think he's known for a few weeks now that, that what's going to happen at the end of the road here. And I think it's why you've seen a much more reflective and personable Adam Gase um, throughout all this, but um, that's going to be his public line. And, and, um, Maybe he thinks that there's some sort of hope for him to stay, but I, I just don't see it. I think even if the Jets like publicly decided that they wanted to keep Case, 
like so many fans would cancel their season tickets within like the next week that they would have mm-hmm. to like fire him anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't see any way that, that he can come back and that should put, put you at, at ease, I guess, as a Jets fan. And, and I don't think he should come back. Um, uh, other things that were said is, is Gase basically said that that play the Crowder ran perfectly. He didn't get into Donald's games that it was too early to assess, but he liked, some of the stuff he did. Um, and it was just basically they were proud of the way that the team fought um, and, and they got the job done. Basham also had some interesting things to say about like what was motivating the team at this point. And, and the fans are upset about them winning, but how they felt. And he was just like, look, my daughter's a, a fan of me too. And she's pretty happy I won. So I, I can take, you know, some of the fans being upset. And he also said that, like they play football to win games um, and they, it, they want to associate themselves and people in their families and people they love, you know, they, they want to strive to be winners and they, and they want people to see that example. And it's hard as you lose 13 games in a row to come home and always being a loser. And so it was important for everybody in the locker room to, you know, continue to fight. And I, I thought that was like the best way anybody has explained why it meant a lot for these guys to keep winning and, and it, or to try to keep winning when they had so many things had gone wrong. And I, and I think, you know, I, I can respect that. I also respect the fans' opinion to be upset about it. Um, but and in the end, you can't get mad at players for trying to win a game. Um, you don't have to feel good for them, but I, I don't think you can be upset with them. And, and that was an interesting line from Basham. And, and then finally, Donald basically said he joked with with Crowder that he might want to get back there and throw throw a few more passes after that bullet and and Crowder just said he was happy (laughs) to get the opportunity to do it and and that he's never been a quarterback before but um, obviously he's got some skills with that arm that was not only a a perfect throw but it was running uh, with some distance behind it so yeah I thought it was the best throw we saw today and that's pretty good for from a a receiver who is pushing five seven you know, 170 pounds. So, one of the better throws of the season for a Jet, believe it or not. Didn't even break stride. It's true. It was a much better throw than you would ever expect. Certainly better than that wounded duck that Curtis Martin threw to Wayne Corbett back in 2000 against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, if nothing else, <laughs> Jamison Crowder has that in his back pocket that he's a better quarterback than the legendary Curtis Martin. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. The Jets now 2-13, and 13, so for the first time this season, you've got a winning streak to write about over at NorthJersey.com. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's one of, I, 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 would, I could probably count the amount of winning streaks the Jets have had on one hand in my five years covering the team, but um, yeah, they, they're going to go into the final week of the season with one first winning streak, obviously, since the end of last year when they won three in a row to end the season, I think, after the loss to the Ravens, so um yeah, I mean, look, we're going to look at, obviously, how this will impact what the Jets will do in the draft now at number two. We're going to look at, um, you know, I'm going to get it more into why this shouldn't change anything for Gase, this shouldn't change anything for Donald, and, and what the Jets should do, and some other options if they decide to keep Donald trading down. Although, like I said, I don't think that's the best thing. Um 
for the future of the franchise. But I think it's something that's going to be on the table because the franchise, this team hasn't done anything to show you yet that they don't believe in Sam Darnold. Um, so I, I think there is a chance that they'll they'll keep him. But I will write more about why I don't think that's the right decision. Um, and a lot more coming up at NorthJersey.com this week as they get ready for the Patriots, a game that we thought might be for 0-16, but now um, could be for win number three, which is just weird, just really weird to, to think about. But that's that's where the Jets are, and it's been a really weird season. So they started 0-13, and they've had a 17-point each of the last two games, and I think they're the only team in NFL that has had a 17-point lead in, like, back-to-back games against winning teams since like 2017 so go figure that should be the motto of the Jets 2020 season go figure because that explains more or less everything that we've seen this year go ahead and follow Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez and read his work at NorthJersey.com if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts you know where to go that's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com With the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.